Billy. What time did you get up this morning? Three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> rolling out. Reveille. I ain't going to lie. Reveille. This week, and Eli's had struggle. We both have had struggle getting here, and I've been sleepy-eyed, and, and uh, I've been hitting the snooze at least once. Not twice. I've hit it once, day near every morning, and I need to get the fire back in my butt so that when I, I just – I'm sitting on the edge of the bed when I turn the alarm off, but cold weather and cold bedroom and a lot of activities. I can lay here another 10 minutes. It's all good. You know what so I, I do? Put your phone over somewhere just far enough that you have to sit up or get up to, to turn it off. That's what I used to do in college. Then oh, forever, that's what I did. I set the alarm across the room so I had to get out of bed. If I got out of bed, then I was up. But yep. Yeah, well, that did. first step is once you got the first step, you're, you're going. That's the way I am. Eli has an app that you have to do five math problems before <laughs> it'll, before you're able to go out. And he said it'll shut off, but it'll come back on if you don't get the five math problems answered. I said, "Well, God dang, I hope they're not algebra. I'd fail, right? I'd, <laughs> I'd never get it shut." Oh, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, you math gotta get problem. rolling. I I get up, get me a cup of coffee, and and uh, read devotion, and then and then uh, about three forty five, I'm in the shop, rocking and all. Wow! So, so wow, clock wow, in, wow. clocked in by four. Instead of get up yeah, at four, clock in by four. Yeah, I got way more steps in my routine once I get up. I was up at four thirty this morning, and I what I've been doing is I I look at when I if I can get to bed around eight thirty at night. Mm -hmm. and four o'clock doesn't seem bad sometimes i even wake up at four. Oh, well i ain't going back to sleep now right try as i might i, right. I can't get, get my mind starts working and i just will get up right. and so i i do and but uh yeah i got <clears throat> i got a whole bunch of steps in my process but when i was single i bought one of the of course no cell phones no none of that stuff just the old-fashioned uh you know not e not even a digital uh alarm clock at that time i got oh. me a one of those great big ones with the hands Bells. and it has a ringer at the top oh yeah, yeah and my you dad wind did. it up and <laughs> yeah. boy when that goes off it'll it'll rattle you out of bed and it, and if you don't get it shut off it rattles off the nightstand and hits the floor oh, yeah. and rattles oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my dad had one going up <laughs> Today's my dad's birthday. Speaking of him, oh well, oh, happy birthday, Pop! Today, the day we're recording, which was Friday, right? Y'all are hearing this on Monday, so late 80? birthday to Pop, seventy-nine. Seventy-nine. Okay. Yeah, I knew he was knocking on the door there. Yeah, knocking on. I'll have to send him a text. Send him yeah. a text. I yeah. I talked to him for about. 15 minutes this morning before my mother said, well, you're going to wish him happy birthday. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, Pop. Yeah, I know your Pop. He he wouldn't be offended at that. Uh, he He's did. all good. He's just like you. Yeah, happy days. I'm like him. Oh, gosh. That's that. both a, a scary and a comforting thing it's all a, at once. It's an honor and a privilege and oh lord oh, yeah. <laughs> true story true story <laughs> well yeah i uh what were we talking about before i said happy birthday to pop you don't i don't know alarm clocks oh yeah alarm yeah. clocks the routine getting up and rolling yeah well it's um it's been uh, it's my creative time that's my creative time as we've talked about before in the past and so that's do the draw on TCA, TCA projects, customer projects, planning out for the future. You know, you know, that's what that time's for. Old T Roy, we affectionately call Troy Flayhardy T Roy these days, our newest member, and and uh, he sent me in a text uh, a link to a a uh, podcast by I believe it was Ryan Holiday, who's one of those. Marcus Aurelius, uh, what do they call it? Stoic. He's a writer and got a podcast. And he had a guy named Rick Rubin on there who was a music producer, a record producer, 
long, long time and a reputation for being super creative and stuff. And, and they talked a lot about creativity on there. And so he's kind of stirred the pot for me as far as how does that work for me? Cause there's a lot of things that he said on there was, Oh yeah. Yeah. That sounds very familiar. So, <laughs> but it creativity is, is one of those things that, uh, starts with the alarm, doesn't it? Yeah. And just what you were talking about. It starts with that alarm first thing in the morning and, uh, hit the ground running and what it comes down to, to me, I mean, they talk about unlocking creativity. What it is, is you're unlocking yourself. Oh, isn't that yeah. what it is? Well, that's what we do with creativity is tell our story, right. Or somebody else's, but yeah, yeah. you got to unlock, you got to find the key to yourself because, um, I mean, creativity is not, doesn't come out of nowhere mm -hmm. it's part of a process like tj always says the the process is the product that's yeah. another way of saying that is that creativity is going to be a byproduct of your process of any it's not forced you don't get up and it's all a, uh, put these ingredients in and that that creativity better come out of here because I did everything right. It don't quite work that way, does it? It's hard. Creativity is hard. And, and, and so creativity turns into design, which everybody knows that's my, that's my, that's my go-to, right? You start out with good design then the rest of it can actually slip a little bit. And you still have a quality product, but great, great things after poor design is still a poor product. So, yeah, is that it is we all struggle with it, some worse than other. me and me and Troy have had lots of conversations about design and creativity, and you know, and I'll shout out to Troy for getting us on this topic, but he he, he admittedly struggles, right? He said, that's my hardest thing, Willie's the design part of this and the creativity. And I'm gonna say that creativity, like it's creative on how to get hell to get out of bed with five hours of sleep at three o'clock in the morning. It's a creative opportunity. How the hell am I going to get up? Right. <laughs> and it starts right then. Mm -hmm. it, creativity starts right then. And then, and it, it's observations, it's feelings, it's storytelling. It's, it's, uh, it's damn sure not tense. No, you, you can't be in a ball. I think it's going to soak in. I think what you said right there is first base. Yeah, you got to get, you got to get that, that sorted out. And that's where the gesture drawing to me has become a metaphor of what all we're talking about right here. It's about loosening up and relaxing with your process. And, uh, I mean, just imagine you go to your pencil and you get your pencil and your paper and you're poised to do something and you got a death grip on that pencil well how creative are you going to be all right that's what that's part of unlocking yourself is to find a way to diffuse anxiety i know a lot of people look at me and think oh man that dude is chill as could be well more than <laughs> more more now than ever but it hasn't always been that way like it's, on the wall, my whole right? life has been trying to figure out how to unlock this and and how to diffuse anxiety create uh, and uh just those all those little niggling thoughts that that come visiting and stuff and and distract you it's like clogging up your neural pathways it's literally what it is it's clogging up your neural pathways you got to get those pipes open the the, the first time my first bit that I went to engrave, I'm still working for Greg. I sat down at the engraving block to, to, to start the engraving on this bit. And that time there wasn't a lot of paper drawing, you know, it was kind of drawing the silver and go to cut. And my heart wasn't beating any harder. When I backed in the box for $50,000 a man around the same time, I was second high team back, back in the box. Winners win fifty thousand a man. Hunter paid a hundred thousand to win the rope, and when I sat down and engraved that bit, it was thumping just as hard. That old heart was mm -hmm. bump, 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 and the butt was tight. 
And after I got done with that first shank, I said, that's terrible. I can't do that again. <laughs> right. I made the whole, I made the other side completely different. Um, being, nothing wrong with anxiety or not anxiety, nothing wrong with nerves and, and anticipation of what's about to happen and excitement for that. Um, but you still have to relax and do your job in order to, to do the deal. And, and, uh, you know, so when you sit down and you look at a blank canvas and you're going to draw something, it has to be the perfect, the perfect scroll, the perfect saddle, the perfect, I mean, it starts with architecture, right? And, and that the, the architecture of the, is the piece worthy of ornamentation? So it starts in the very beginning the architecture of the of the of the bid or spurs or saddle or whatever it is we're doing you better be free you better better relax right but but you know you say you're relaxed you got that box checked maybe a lot of people are not going to have a struggle like that like i've had and maybe you've had but these ideas don't come out of nowhere either <laughs> you're uh and that's where i think you and I certainly do look at a lot of material. You're you're always pouring pouring some some water in the in the jar, right? You're, yeah. you're not you're not just fabricating ideas out of thin air in in between well, your ears. You're you're looking at material, looking at designs. You're studying leaf structure. You're all of that stuff. That's that's filling up your jar. It'd be it, it's you're so. Yes, absolutely. Is I can be relaxed and sit down to draw a cowboy or open a cow like my dad. It's still not going to be good because I haven't filled that jar. I haven't yep. made those mm -hmm. studies. I haven't gained that information. And and I think that's spot on. That goes back to Kaiman Nicolaides, knowing your subject matter, observing your subject matter, and honestly becoming intimate with that knowledge right mm -hmm. it, it has to come out from 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 within and if you that's when i'm the most nervous is when i don't know what the hell it is i'm about to do right i don't know my subject matter and and what we want to do as creators and designers is skip to the end end result where you can't skip the process though right that's where the gesture drawing comes in that's where the information gathering has to happen before you can execute something to your expectations. Yep, absolutely. And then uh, what Ruben talked about, I've heard, uh, I've read where Steve Jobs has said the same thing. I've said the same thing where, where uh, really when you got all this, this, I guess you could say data information, whatever, visual information, you got it. I, I print off, I got a file of a whole bunch of leaf structures that I printed off from the internet. So I'm studying this stuff, drawing it here and there and stuff. And, but you're not going to just, creativity doesn't come from just copying that stuff. No. The unique, it's a unique combination of the different elements that you're putting together in a unique way. That yeah. is your, an expression of your personality. So you're not inventing a bunch of new leaf structures. You're just making it your own. You're just plugging it into your system to see how your interpretation can come out in this. Yeah, and it starts out with imitation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? it starts absolutely. out with that imitation. And and uh, I look just like Greg Darnell growing up, right? I mean, all my engraving looked just like Greg. And then, then Ron Smith came along. And so all of a sudden my imitation of greg evolved over into uh ron a little bit and then winston churchill becomes a, a you know and, and i'm all the time i'm all the time studying that information gaining gaining knowledge so that when i sit down to do my own drawings that information is all within the bank and i can pull from it to do my own leaf structures not inventing not reinventing the wheel like you say, I'm not doing a whole new, a grape leaf's a grape leaf, right? That's, that, we're drawing a grape leaf. It's just how I draw a grape leaf. Mm -hmm. It's not, they're not running my pencils. So the calligraphy of your pencil comes from within you. And uh, we all have our own calligraphy that we do. Our signatures are all different. Well, it's <clears throat> so, so much you could say about this whole creativity thing. Um, all, all I can say is this is 
the system, the process that I subscribe to is you take any one of the elements out of my process, starting at 4.30 in the morning or 4 o'clock or whatever it is, mm. all the way through is is a part of that, a little piece of that puzzle. And I can tell you right now, I, uh, as far as creativity goes, I'm, and it's popping and sizzling. I, I got more ideas than I'm ever going to feel like I'm going to have a lifetime to, to knock some of this stuff down. And then that, that comes down to what we were talking about earlier. Uh, I think before we started recording is the, that, that balance of creativity, I think often happens right on that, that edge of, of chaos and order. If you have too much chaos, you can't, it, it that doesn't work. Then it's just, it's just a mess. It's just yeah. a hot mess. Every, everything, you know, your, your life, your, your brain, everything just kind of swirling around and in a spin cycle. But if you got too much order, then you're not allowing some, some of those juices to flow. Then it gets tight order too much taken to an absurdity becomes tight. And yeah. I, it is. Um, so we craftspeople, we we're real loose, right. In our organizational skills of the day, <laughs> we're very loose. And so learning how to tighten that up so that you can be loose <laughs> and be productive in that so that you can be productive, not mm -hmm. loose. You, mm -hmm. But but just like you say, Carrie, um, there's there some things, there's some hard lines that you need to follow in your process to make it all happen. But you better have you better have uh, you better have a road to travel down that has some guardrails. Let's let's mm -hmm. illustrate it like that. You know, we can wander around on the road, but you got some guardrails that keep you in. And and if all you do is draw pretty pictures all day long and you never build a saddle, um, you ain't going anywhere. No, and your creativity is actually gonna gonna slip, right? Uh, do you let me add this so that brings something to my mind do you so drawing the pretty pictures on paper that we all start off with that is where creativity starts you have often said stuff about allow the hands to be a part of the process so mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna take it one step further in that because we're using our hands to build the pretty pictures that we start off with in the morning does that make the next pretty picture better because of the knowledge gained with the hands? Absolutely. And there, there's a, I think a, his name is Richard Stennett, wrote a book about craftsmanship and one of the takeaways, it might even be been a kind of a subtitle for the book, but he talked about how the work of your hand is informing the work of your mind. That turns everything upside down because yeah. And that's where the gesture drawing comes into play is you let your hand have its way and, and you never know what could come out of that because you're, it's almost like you're an observer of what is going on on paper and you're liberated to see what may happen. And you're going to wind up with all these extra lines and stuff that you're going to throw away. But some of those lines are going to be meaningful. They may fit. So the craftsman, that has got to a point in his career to where he can make money off his pretty pictures and doesn't actually have to create the product. And I know some of them out there, not very many, but I know some that have become more educational than career oriented than they are um, product oriented, right? They're, they're, they're teaching. So they draw the pretty pictures and they are incredible, but they don't ever create the drawing. So I feel like their drawings are now limited. They may not be limited. That might that may be unfair, but they're not they're not as deep as they could be moving forward, right? I think they could be more creative by the knowledge gained from the hands in the in the next process of actually creating it. Well, what you described is expression. Mm -hmm. If and you got illustrators that can get a lot of really cool information down that's compelling, mm. maybe even commercially uh, viable. Uh, 
you know, as far as the prophet goes and all that kind of stuff, but, but not a lot of feeling and expression. And, and that's what we're trying to do is, is get that feeling and an expression. And that's what Nicolades talks about in, in gesture drawing is has an opportunity to engage the paper in a physical, the physicality of the operation with your pencil in your hand on the paper. You develop a relationship with that paper. And that gives you an opportunity for, for all kinds of artistic expression and, and feeling and, and that sort of thing. That's what makes things really compelling. Yeah. That's where the heart comes out. Yep. Yep. You got to get, get your heart involved in it. And in order to get your heart involved in it, you have to get out of your own way. And, uh, Ruben talks, Rick Ruben talked to, earlier this week when I was listening to that podcast, uh, he talked about uh, the, um, if you have a commercial endeavor at the forefront of your mind, then it's probably not going to work. Hmm. He says, when I produce something, I produce what I'm after is I want to come up with something that's just fun and, and, and all these components of creativity that I can show my friends. Hmm think about that yeah this is not to make money this is to make something that would be cool that i can show my friends man you're bobbing your head i know you get what i'm talking about i know exactly it's what a... you're talking about but i'm also bobbing my head thinking about the dangers of that too right i'm not dangers from a creative standpoint but but devil's advocate yes yes <laughs> and that's is that not the challenge of a craftsman artist like we get into that first part of it see me and eli have been having a lot of these conversations and he's he really gets that what you just said this will be fun this is what i want to do awesome you got bills to pay how's that going to work out right and, and I, i've lived it my whole career too when do we get to just totally turn loose and do something for fun and how do we afford that but that's well, when the real magic happens absolutely but as get, gets back to what i was saying a few minutes ago about this 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 balance between order and chaos if you you th take it to an absurdity on the chaos side and all we're doing is having fun and you're never going to get wheels under your project it's never going to make it to the place where you can pay a mortgage. Right. That's where the order has to somewhere. And, and you know, so, me, I'm, I, I err on the side of chaos. I got a lot more <laughs> chaos going on. That's my demon. I'm telling you, uh, it's a miracle of God that I'm in business. As long as I've been, it'll be 40 years this spring that I opened my doors here in wow. this little old town. And, uh, I just can't believe I've stayed in business this long because I, there hasn't been a lot of order. I'm not been the best businessman. <laughs> That's the God's honest truth. Well, you're out of debt, right? You don't have debt. You, you, you. That's what I mean. You've a done a, You've done a better job than me, right? I mean, <laughs> after we interviewed Mike Skinner, and he called me and said, "Dude, you got to be quiet. You're giving some bad information. You waterhead. You're gonna get people out of business quick. You got to." <laughs> <laughs> you're going to ruin the bit and spur industry <laughs> he didn't say any of that but but i had to make some changes right to to yes i was accumulating wealth but i had wealth and 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 property and different things like that i was paying my bills but i had no futuristic planning involved in my in my approach and so you have done a good job of that, a better job than I have. Right? And so you weren't total partner in Stormy. <laughs> no, no, I, I was reliable. I'm as reliable as I'm. And I, I, it was the way I was great raised. I, I grew up on, on a farm and stuff and you roll out early and go to work. And some of it was really, really boring work. But I just put my head down and you, you got her done. So yeah. that built a lot of order 
in an, what would otherwise be a very chaotic life. <laughs> so there was enough order to, to, to keep things pieced together and stuff. One of my balances to what we're talking about of, of turning loose and having some fun is the way I balance that out is that is absolutely important to have in the day, in my opinion, to, to have in my, in my being. Now, you can't just do that all the time, not only for monetary reasons, but also for creative reasons. You get zapped. Creativity is a lot like your endurance as a runner. Um, it You have to build your stamina to, mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. through it, right? And I can remember in the beginning, well, I'll take several side streets, but it, it took me a while to, to build stamina to where I could do one creative project after another in the beginning it was like i just got done with a big one i need something simple i've got to relax right i've got to to just get something done it's exhausting it was exhausting for me to stay that focused that long well now at this stage of my career it it's not exhausting it's fun like you're talking about now when do we do those projects is the next thing to talk about. How do you do it? And, and the way I've done it over my career is for shows. And as, as I pick a place that I'm going to take something to that I have no idea where anybody will want it, buy it, be able to afford it, like it, any of that stuff. I just get to tell my story and have fun and see if I can accomplish something that I pick shows. And uh, the TCA has turned into that point for me to where, I get to scratch that creative itch like no other with the three best things I've ever made in my entire life each and every year. You, the rest of the world uh, doesn't have the TCA, but they have shows. Pick a show, pick someplace and go with it. Yes. You got to have some things to pay for the booth that, that you're having to be there with and all that, the motel bill and all that do something that scratches that creative itch that turns you loose. You just described, I think, Willie, that, that, that whole interplay between order and chaos. Yeah. It's the I, obligation of the show. Yes. It's the deadline that we hate. Yeah. We just hate it. That's the order. It's forcing you into something, mm-hmm. but it, but it's creating the kind of pressure and obligation that helps fuel the, the creative side of things. This is a symbiotic relationship. I will say this though, as you do that, you said it a moment ago, it gives you that opportunity to push it as far as you can. You have to be open to that. You've got to have your mind open to the possibilities and not just reach in a toolbox and do something you've done before. I mean, use that, that toolbox, those tools, those, that, that visual information, all that stuff in as a platform to move forward but you've got to be open to a fresh idea and that's Which, where the, you let that chaos in slip in there a little bit that having fun enough in order to get something fresh and new going right you might be you have to be willing to get your butt kicked mm-hmm. when, you, when you reach into that bucket and you have no idea what it is you're reaching for because yep. uh, that's the chaos right that's the that's the 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 exploratory part that i crave i i love it right i mean it's so like i'm i started tca bit for this year my big piece and uh i started i mean at the anvil in the forge yesterday making the mouthpiece i had an idea i think i can do this well it turned into a really cool mouthpiece that i love wasn't exactly what I had started out, but I went to banging on metal, had a concept, and I got the I gave it, I accomplished what I wanted in the mouthpiece, but I had no idea what I was going to do, honestly, to, to the ultimate end result. It wasn't completely planned out. And I'm I, but I I I about 10 minutes into it, I said, I'm I, I better be willing to go cut another piece of metal here because I'm not sure this is going to work. Right. Okay. You got to be okay with that. Yeah, you have to. Be you okay got to be that. able to accept that risk that you could get your butt kicked. You could get your head handed to you. You could get two weeks into a project and realize this is going nowhere. Yeah, not good. And you have to be okay with that. 
you have to be okay with accepting that risk. I don't know. And that's not every craftsman, right? That, that doesn't fit every craftsman's world. No, that that's, that doesn't make sense to a lot of individuals. And if you, if you lean on the money side and, Hey, I'm going to, uh, I, I, if all you're thinking about is the money side of a business, then that is not very inviting that reach in the bucket and see if we can make it work, which is a custom makers. That's what we do, right? We're constantly reaching in the bucket and telling somebody else's story. I've never made it before. How are you going to price it? How long is it going to take? You know, and that's what Ruben was talking about. I think when you make the the commercial um, aspect the leading edge of what you're going to do, then you've stifled creativity, yeah, and you you're you're <clears throat> you're overlooking the possibilities of something fresh and new, which then in turn can be very commercially viable. Yeah, well, for sure. I mean, the first person that did a did a reality TV, whichever whichever damn show that was, I don't know. They did reality TV. Holy cow! Everybody loved it. And now you look on there, every damn show is a reality mm -hmm. TV. Well, they were doing. They made money, so now let's make money. There's zero creativity in that. Zero. They just copying everything everybody else did. And I and I'm like, no, be fresh. Country mm -hmm. Western music is that way too. Every damn song's exactly the same. Like three chords and the truth, and that's that. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Eli says we're just a couple of art kids doing art projects, listening to love songs. Aren't we cool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Conley Walker, he uh, had the expression that's been ringing in my ears for months. He says, "You lock yourself in your own little playground." Yeah. So we do that. You know, we're art kids and stuff you get locked in your own playground and and so we do need to venture out and uh, to me the uh, the thing that you don't want to have happen is you get tangled up in your own playground equipment right locked in your <laughs> playground well, and that's that's where that chaos you need to have enough order some sideboards some borrow pit on either side of the road to keep you honest well so i'll 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 we're in the latter half of the podcast here. I'll I'll tease what's going to come in the in the in the future. I don't know if it's near or distant, but me and Mike had our monthly meeting um, this week and discussed 2023 and and what happened in my own business and some of that and uh, this discussed this uh, successes and also uh, challenges for the future. Right and mm -hmm. uh, that that paying attention to that what mike has given to me and he's going to be on the podcast and we'll flesh all this stuff out but um it's allowed me to be more of a craftsman than i ever thought i would ever be able to do and when when you know we start talking well you got to have 40 hours and i'm barking at you to get 40 hours a week and <laughs> spreadsheet this and spreadsheet that and planning out how many days i'm gonna be out of the shop this month and matter of fact not this week next week all the way through 2024, he wants me to plan how many days out of the shop. And we did goals according to the hours that I have in the year and the amount of money I can make and what we're going to do and how we're going to grow. And you're like, what the hell is creative about that? It's allowed me to be more creative than I ever thought I'd be able to. I'm relaxed. Things are planned out in front of me. I can give educated answers to customers. When can you do this for me? How are we going to do this? Man, I can't wait to flesh some of it out. And I'm not going to go much further because Mike needs to get involved before I rattle my mouth on. But um, it will be exciting to discuss some of that stuff with, with everybody. Of how, And it's about being more craftsman for me. right? It absolutely is. Well, that's what uh, you may remember Dr. Adrian Kittredge was on her we, we need to probably have her back i need to slog my way through more of her book that i've got here and stuff but um she talked about this symbiotic relationship say like it's uh, a visual would be two tracks uh say say two two different ladders one is creativity productivity the other one's the financial part of it 
and they feed upon one another. They're a symbiotic relationship. So you're, you're, you're kind of getting a leg up on one, one of them and it's giving you a step to get up on the other one. Mm-hmm. And that give, is giving you a step to get up on the other one. Isn't that a perfect analogy? That's exactly what you just talked about. That's exactly what we're saying. So before we hired Mike and we're doing the podcast and I'm griping and complaining about how the further I go in all this, the more the less I get to be at my bench. And I'm whining about it, right? I gotta do social media. I gotta do a podcast. I gotta do Patreons. Taking me away from my bench. Why, why, why? What was the first thing that Mike said? Go back to your bench and go to work. If you want to do all that stuff, fine. But give me 40 hours a week of being a craftsman. Wow, I don't want to work 40 hours a week. You son of a gun. I got to be in here 80 hours. He just let me be me more. He challenged me to be me more. Right? Go be a craftsman more. Hmm. That's what 40 hours a week does. What am I complaining about that? Of course, I'm not complaining. But if you're out there world and you say, oh, God dang, I can't work that much, but you're mad because you can't build bits and spurs because you're doing all this other stuff. Well, work 40 hours and you get to be a craftsman a lot. I promise. Well, you keep talking like this. I'm going to have to <laughs> hire Mike as my boss. That's he what does. he is. He's your boss. Well, so he got on to me the other day. I referred to him as my CEO, you know, a while back. He said, I am not your CEO. He said, you're doing all the work. You're making all the decisions. I'm just an advisor. I'm just here helping you see what's going on in your business. And this, you know, the, an objective I, point of view, looking yes. on from the outside, this is what I see. Yes. Yes. And, and he creates scoreboards. All these spreadsheets are scoreboards. And being an I want to be athlete back in the day. I was all the time looking at the scoreboard. How far behind am I? Or am I winning? Right? How much time mm-hmm. I got left in the game? Team roping, right? It was like, how fast was it? How fast was it? Drop the flag. Hurry up. That's all scoreboard. That's all accountability. He's just created a whole bunch of scoreboards in a lot of different ways for me, whether it's order list planning, uh, uh, hours, budget on uh, on a on a piece hours to what i bid it on it's just scoreboards it's just knowledge sitting out there looking at it and you neither you can take it or leave it it doesn't matter but the truth is the truth and there it sits in front of you and what you want to do with it is completely up to you if you don't want to make any money if you just want to make enough money to be zero well fine but it'll tell you when you're below mm-hmm and, it, and if you just You're want only to be, one step from slipping off the edge of the cliff. <laughs> exactly. And if that's, and if you like walking on the edge of the cliff, perfect, right? You, there's nothing wrong with that. You can do that, but it lets you know you're getting too far from the cliff. It's a little too comfortable over there. You're making too much money. So you can quit, right? You can quit and go play for a while if you want to, or dude, you're in a free fall. You're about, if you know that you better pop a parachute because you're falling. You know, that, and getting back to what we were talking about earlier, I look back at my 40-some-odd years of being in business and stuff. I I have no idea who this was, uh, somebody I didn't know very well. But he says, you know, and it, it was it was actually a really, really bold question to ask. But, uh, but it was a good question. He says, so are you one train wreck away from it all over with? And I yep. thought for a moment, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. A train wreck never happened. Yeah. Not, not in any dramatic way that I fell off the cliff, but you really don't want to be camped close to the edge. I don't. You don't. Hell no. And, and by me, not, I was, I was camped close to the edge and that's what sparked Mike's interest in our, in our friendship and all is I, I kind of expressed my, my life on the edge and he was like, well, you're just like every other craftsman I know, but you don't have to be there. Right. And, and, and I knew that I needed information, right. I knew I needed somebody to help me and I wanted, I didn't want, I don't want to be on the edge. I do not. I want to be so far from the edge that I don't even know there's an edge there. Well, and getting back to what we talked about earlier in this podcast is you want to get a, a one of the key components of creativity you can't have anxiety in your head 
occupying space because you're camped close to the edge. So financially, you yes. can it's it's going to be unless you're one of those Pollyanna kind of a person that just going to blunder wander off the edge of the cliff and who who cares. But not many people are like that. No one really wants to fall off the edge of the cliff. So when when I was uh and I and I'm I'm security security oriented right I I always want I was a I saved my money as a kid right never spent my money got my money I might want something big so and then I'd spend it on something right I'd spend all my money on something at some point growing up but I thought about it it wasn't a spur of the moment deal I thought mm -hmm. it all out well when I started roping that money was tight man I mean I money was tight so to spend that entry fee not win any money which didn't happen for a year right it all just <laughs> went down the damn drain oh it would kill me and greg told me greg darnell said kid if you can't sit down in the kitchen and light a match to that cash that you're going to go rope with and it not bother you you shouldn't go rope mm -hmm. so you have to have that attitude is if you're going to do it then do it but don't look back don't fret don't worry about it. And and we have lived on the edge. And because I because I uh got to the point where I could burn that money in the kitchen floor and it not bother me, I probably got a little too comfortable on the edge. Right. Is is that 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 might have created some issues of of not I set my goals on the wrong side. Remember at the beginning of well, I gotta have 20 hours to pay my bills. Well, that kept me on the edge instead of saying, hey, you need 40 hours to make a living. Uh, oh, doubled my income you know, by, by doing that alone. So then it, that creates the uh, the space between you and the edge to where you can stumble and waller around a little bit and not fall off and still grow and right? still relax and be creative. A lot of stuff there rolling around in this little visit here, Willie. It's creativity from a business standpoint also is very important like the 40 hours a week how am i going to get my 40 hours a week um poor dad rich dad remember rich dad had him working in the store for what pennies an hour and they worked there forever and he finally got mad and said i quit and that's where he started learning about learning about creativity as a business person you need to be creative it's a mindset. Money's a mindset. And, and this, my, my business is not, not all about money, right? It's not, it's about creating that one of a kind Western story for a very specific person. That That's my happy. But in order to do that to the fullest of my abilities, then the money gets involved where mm -hmm. I can start to do it more and more and more and more. And spend more time doing it in ways that nobody else has seen. You know, I mean, I've yet to sell a uh, a forty thousand dollar bit, and we've we've just kind of scratched the surface on thirty. But if I can run an efficient business, I might be able to build a forty thousand dollar bit one day on my own, tell a story in a way that I've never been able to tell it before, and spend the time and not totally undo my financial status at home and if nobody mm -hmm. buys it hey we burn the money in the middle of the kitchen floor and we're okay that allows me to be who i am wow well uh, we need to we need to revisit this subject again uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna dig into more of this this stuff with this rick rubin i've got his book ordered and anybody out there listening you're in the podcasts and stuff that uh, look up Rick Rubin. He's a uh, kind of an interesting guy. You look at him, he's big old white beard and wild hair and stuff, but don't let that bother you. <laughs> we can learn stuff from an unlikely source. Sometimes our guys wearing funny hats too, right? That's right. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, old man. cowboy. Well, I, I think I've listened to some of it and I need to go back and Troy might've been the one that put me on it. I can't remember. Uh, I need to go back and revisit it too. Listen to it. Well, 
I, uh, we're going to have a guest next week. Oh, I'm working on it. I was going to call Ricky the bean, Ricky, the human bean. We haven't had him on. He'd be a great one. Classic. He may dig in his heels, but turn you loose on him if he hesitates. If you're listening, Ricky Bean, I'm coming to get you. You know he's not listening. Nah, he, ain't. <laughs> he doesn't listen to this stuff. He probably doesn't even know we got a podcast. Maybe he does. I don't know. Do you, know, you think he knows what podcasts are? He may not. He may <laughs> he not. May not. Or he, he may know and he wouldn't admit to the right. fact. So yeah, he's, um, we love what, Ricky. What a creative individual that he is. Right. He is. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a good good question to float out there for him to chew on. I'll 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 see if I can holler at him today and give him a week or so or two or whatever so he can. We got it. We got a whole pocket full of people we're planning on inviting here. Yeah, but. Uh, got a bunch of them that got us on hold that hold on hold yeah on, we got press pause and stuff on a few of these but stay tuned uh, yeah. we sure do appreciate everybody hanging in there with us don't forget our patreon pages you want to yeah. you can you can follow either one of us for free i just found out this morning willie he's following me for free that means i'm gonna have to go subscribe to his deal too but uh so yeah, Patreon is we're not monetizing this podcast in any way, shape, matter, or form. So if you would like to uh, support us in some way or another, you could jump on Patreon. We both have our. You just have to do a search on there. You'll find us. Yep. Yep. So, oh, got different tiers. I got. I got a. I guess I got five tiers now because I was in the process. Wow. Going that's up. complicated it's not it's not supposed to be but it's ended up that way <laughs> <laughs> supposed to just have three but i had to add a couple when so i went you, up on my price so do you when you produce a little post or video or whatever most of it's video right mm -hmm. you, what how, what what is the determining factor on which category which tier do you put it in so uh, you got kind of a framework of that you're operating out of right mm -hmm. Right. Um, pro cards was my top tier. Um, it's $25 a month. Um, it was 20. So that tier is still there. So I have pro card one and pro card. The pro card is, is, uh, going to be moving forward February 1st to get all new content. There'll be a video every day I'm in the shop. So if I'm in here five days, it'll be five videos. Um, permit holders get one on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And there's a pro there's a permit holder one. So I, I same as for the pro card, February one pro card one is just, they had, they'll be available to all the old content. There's like 400 videos. And then, and then, uh, um, top hand is my dollar a month. Um, backup permit holders are $10 a month. And then top hand is a dollar a month. And that's kind of a deal. Kind of like what you just said on the, on the, for the podcast is just throw us a bone, you know, and it's throwing me a bone. I appreciate what you're doing, Willie, um, in the industry and teaching and, and, uh, sharing. So let's just kind of say, Hey, and I'll throw them, I'll throw them a post ever so often when I get a finished piece, um, workshop Wednesday that I have on social media, it's there on the Patreon too. And so that's just, that's kind of, that's my setup. Very good. Yeah, that's a little different than what I do. Usually what I, if, if my video, and I don't even think about this ahead of time, but if my video exceeds, say, five minutes, and, it, mm -hmm. and I usually kick that over into my top tier, which is 20 bucks a month. And uh, so if I, I go into a lot of detail, say, on pricing or something like that, then I'll, I may put that in the, in the top tier. And, uh, but we got that free category there too. So you yep. can follow for free and, and I'll throw some stuff in there every once in a while, kind of like a, maybe not unlike a, you treat it like a social media mm -hmm. platform, kind of like that, you know, yeah. pictures here and there, maybe not a lot of detail and information, but Patreon is one of those things I think was first designed as a way to crowdsource for artists, writers, photographers, that sort of thing to, to get support from a community of people that believe in what they're trying to do. And uh, so that 
it send a few bucks a month and it helps them do what they continue to do. So it's, you know, I mean, in a real sense, it's kind of almost like a handout. It really is kind of a, a way to support somebody you believe in. And uh, so we really haven't approached that at all. Um, nope. Ours right. is pretty much, it's a, a information dance yeah. kind of a deal. And uh, so, but the podcast, if you want to support this podcast, that's one way you can throw a few nickels in a turnstile over there. And, that, and that's what I put the dollar a month up for, right? Is is the top yep. hand is just mm -hmm. you know, throw me a hard candy and in the parade type of deal. And I mean, I, I looked at it as, hey, you give every you get everybody on Facebook to give you a dollar a month for appreciating what you're doing. Cost them twelve dollars a, a year. I could be all right. right? I'd be pretty healed up. <laughs> exactly. Well, that'll pull you back from the edge. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Talk about creative. I could get plum creative if that was. Oh all man. Happening. But you know, here and there, I'm, it's not my personality to walk around with my hand out asking for yeah, what's me going either. On. You know, I mean, me I'm either. not. I'm not really. I, I got it. I got this with with or without the dollar a month or with, with without Patreon. I, I look at Patreon as a way to, to really give back in a way and reach a lot of people um, in my industry as, as a bit spur maker and a designer that I couldn't otherwise do. You know, my workshops were cool. I could reach 50, 60 people, not 60. Let's see, eight, eight times six, 48, 50 people. I could reach 50 people a year, you know, with my workshops, but I got 150 that I'm reaching a month on Patreon. Yeah. Now it's the same awesome. 150 every month, but that's, that's 150 people a year. Yep. They stay there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's a, that, that, I think it's a much better way to give a lot of information. I had a lady call me Raleigh Desiato. She's a wonderful character, all of four foot 10 and as big as a mountain when it comes to <laughs> personality. But uh, she, uh, she's a farrier and can swing a hammer for sure well she she told me the other day she said if i'd have known patreon was that easy i got on a long time ago and i'd have quit bugged you quit bugging you and called you it is easy right it's not hard to get on there it's just it's a social media platform in a way you just don't have to pilfer through all the crap so right that's there. what i was going to say you you're the difference is it's pure it's it, you're not going to see any advertisements no if you buy something on Amazon and next thing you open up your Facebook and there it is on mm. Facebook, we've all been there. So same, same way with Instagram, you know, you, you order something or you even just get eyes on something else, yeah. uh, somewhere else on your, la your desktop. And then next time you look at your phone and there it is on Instagram, yeah. none of that, there is none of that happens on Patreon. It's all pure information. Only thing you see is what we offer. That's it. Period. So, kind of cool that way. Mm -hmm. Larry Lorraine, Bo Compton, Damian Conley, uh, they're all on there. Ernie, Ernie Marsh. Marsh. Yeah, yeah, Ernie's on there. I, I, For you engravers of the world, Damian Conley is one incredible craftsman, artist, and individual. Just a great guy. And uh, he's on there for, for $20 a month, and that is gold. Yeah, for his, if you're an engraver, it is gold. We need to get him on here. We talked about him. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll learn English, I promise, by listening to. Him. <laughs> he's, he, he's proper from, English. Proper, right? He's this Texas hick had a hard time. I learned all kinds of words I'd never heard before. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. awesome. Well, here we are. We're uh. We made it through a cold snap. We had three days below zero. We hit 76 yesterday and we're 40 today. So, oh, wow. Happy days in Texas, Schwartzy. Well, we're, we were in the mid 30s here, mid upper 30s here yesterday. And water was starting to run a little bit, but uh, it was 18 below or so. I think there was a couple of mm. days it never got above zero. So, below zero, is that like, a below freezing for us like it it's not going to hang below zero very long for you guys is it uh not not normally um for an overnight low you know we could get yeah a week's worth of weather for below zero temperatures and stuff but to get down to 18 20 below it's that doesn't happen very often in this country 
But the other unusual part, like I said, is to not get above zero during right. the day. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's that's a little that's a little different. So that's it's that way for us at freezing to to we'll freeze a lot, but it's gonna climb up above freezing. Right. So to stay three days below freezing, we were at 18. We started at nine and got up to 18 one day uh, this week or last. Yeah, it was this week, Tuesday, I think, Monday. Burr, that's not our norm. I about fell out of my chair yesterday when Jay Adcock said that in Pahuska, Oklahoma, it got down to 10 below. I didn't know it got that cold well, he's in up that there. neck of the woods. I mean, he's just rock throw away from Kansas, so. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He's way the hell up there. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Like if 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 the Red River dries up and Oklahoma and Texas annex together, he's on the verge of not making it. He's so close to Kansas. He better be careful. <laughs> <laughs> he's out there, Missouri and Kansas, right up in that that corner of the state, right yeah, up there, northeast corner. Well, it's kind yeah. of kind of the middle, actually, isn't it? Well. Tulsa. He's not too far from Tulsa. In that quadrant, northeast yeah. quadrant, I oh, think. Yeah. But, yeah. Well. Have we well, chewed up an hour? Talking about creativity. What in the world? We got on podcast a little bit too. Patreon. I mean, Patreon. Well, it was good. I'm excited to have a guest next week. Everybody else probably is too tired of us. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, well, just having the you and I here kind of makes for a little more brisk conversation sometimes too, and catching up on some stuff like this. So it's all good. You certainly but, get to talk a lot more. Yeah. I have to. So <laughs> get, get, I'm getting better at waiting for you to talk. You, you are, you're, you're developing skills. See, and I'm, I'm developing my, communication skills a little better too so that's part of what we're doing here how many of these podcasts do you go and review to see how we sound uh, almost none of them Indeed. not these days i just tack on a little music at the beginning and the end and wait forever for my internet to upload it takes me three days to upload <laughs> so we are we still barking around the hole of starlink still i got all the equipment laying on the floor right here but Oh my gosh. My my two story house and and it's a twelve twelve pitch up there. It's a long ways up there. I've been trying to scare up somebody with a boom truck can help me with this thing. Oh, Instead of me climbing up there like a monkey. If I can get I can get somebody to to do that or help me with it or something. I don't know. I'm and then of course a week ago or last weekend it was so, so damn cold. We and you can get me up there. No. <laughs> I was about to pick on you. 12-12 pitch, ice, snow, the peak, all that didn't really enter into my Doesn't thought. sound like no. something you want to do. No. I'm out. No. I'm out. no. no. I, I got it going. I did notice, though, that they're going to start billing me now that I have my equipment. They're going to, whenever I activate, or 30 days. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so you... they're going to start dinging you if, if after 30 days they're going to whether you got it online or not. Just so. run it out your window, run the cord out your window and stick it out in the yard for a while in the clear spot in the yard. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm it'll work. Fix. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You're plumbed in. I I did think about that. I may have to do that and then wait for the planets to line up somehow or another, satellites to line up, whatever. Well, I'm gonna and then what. so I can get the rest of things kind of routed, the cable up to the peak of the roof or whatever 12 12 pitch how that you can't climb up that it's pretty steep 12 12 <laughs> that's 12 inches per 12 45 inches. degrees is it 45 yeah 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 pretty steep and you see this house you it looks like a big house because of that you're pointed yeah hmm. the rain don't spend much time on it or the snow, right? Does the snow come right off? Yeah, it's got asphalt shingles, so it'll Oh it'll stick a little. Yeah, it'll it'll stick a little bit, but it we don't we're not some snow country, so it, it doesn't accumulate much, but all right, let's go to work.
I gotta go to work. I got hours to put in. That's me too. I got a whole bunch of buck and rolls. I got to get stuffed here today, and so life goes on. Well, see you next week. It's, I, I I don't know if I have interruptions or not next week. I I probably do. It's been the norm yeah. here lately, but I don't think I do. Not that I know of now, but you never know. Never know. See you soon, my friend. All right. Take care.